Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si tu povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. So hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I'm thrilled to be welcoming my guest, Heidi Leung, who works as a lawyer and currently lives in Ireland, but is from New Zealand. Hello, Heidi. How's it going? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Today we will be discussing your homeland, the beautiful islands of New Zealand. Are you excited? I am. I miss home a lot, so it's nice to talk about it. Yeah, so I have to say that you are an amazing mix because you live in Ireland now with your Irish husband. Mm -hmm. Then you were born in Canada. Your parents are from Hong Kong, so you mm -hmm. speak Cantonese with your parents. And then you were raised in New Zealand, which is the country that you consider your homeland, right? Yeah, it's a bit confusing. I'm all over the show. <laughs> yeah, so how does it feel to be, you know, part of so many different cultures? Yeah, it's interesting for sure. I guess, um, yeah, as you said, I, I consider New Zealand to be my home. So people always kind of look at me and say, oh, where are you from? And they don't expect me to say New Zealand because obviously I love Chinese. Um, but yeah, I'd say predominantly I identify as being from New Zealand. But I guess now I have a I have an Irish husband and an Irish son. So maybe I'm turning more Irish than I realize. Yeah, probably. And yeah. well, you just said it, but... Do you miss New Zealand? I suppose you do. Yeah, I do, especially now with COVID. I haven't been able to go home um, since my son was born. So my parents haven't actually met him either. So it's time. It's times like this that sucks, yeah. So far That's away. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I bet you miss the wine. Yeah. You. <laughs> the wine and the sunshine as well. Yeah. Well, we have to mention one thing that, you know, you as in people from New Zealand, are being called Kiwis in English, which mm -hmm. is derived from the Kiwi, which is the flightless bird, endemic to New Zealand. Uh, have you ever seen a Kiwi in your life? Only at the zoo. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're really, really endangered because um, because they can't fly and because there's animals like dogs and cats around. They just got kind of close to extinct, but... You, they are in the wild, but in really kind of nature reserves only. So no, you wouldn't find them in Auckland anyway, where I'm from. Yeah. And well, yeah, just thinking about your country, there's just, there's just so many things that, you know, we have to mention, like the nature, the rugby and Maoris and then <laughs> Lord of the Rings. And well, as we both love films, I thought it would be cool to start with the last mention, which is the Lord of the Rings. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been huge for the country, right? Yeah, it is. And it's funny because like everybody knows somebody that was in the film, you know, as an extra or, um, and you know, New Zealand, we're a pretty small pool of talent. So there's one main um, TV drama called Shortland Street. And I'd say mm -hmm. 90% of the Shortland Street um, cast are in Lord of the Rings in some way. That's so funny. And do you know anyone personally? Not personally. I know, I mean, a girl from my school was in, in the films, um, I can't remember which film it is, but she's a little girl on a horseback. Um, mm -hmm. And she goes, Mama! She has one line. Um, but she went, <laughs> yeah, she went to my school. She was like a couple of years younger than me. Okay. Well, why haven't we seen you in the films? 
Well, I don't think there are any Asian people in uh, in Middle Earth. <laughs> I had to be, I'd have to be an orc or something in full makeup. <laughs> God, well, I have to say that I have been told a few times that I look like Rosie Cotton, Sam's wife, you know, the Hobbit lady. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I'm not sure if it's a compliment. I think not. <laughs> But it's all right. Hey, if it if you got if you got in the film playing a hobbit, I'd, I'd claim it. Yeah, and also what I wanted to ask, like you know, Peter Jackson was there with his crew forever. They they spend their you know years. So I mean, it's still bringing a lot of money from the tourism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can actually do like Lord of the Rings tours around New Zealand that show you all the filming locations. Um, I've ne- I've never done it myself, but it's meant to be pretty good if you're a diehard fan. There's a place. Um, in the North Island that's still set up as Hobbiton. It's where Hobbiton was filmed, so it's still got the little Hobbit holes that you visit. Um, oh, that's very cool. That's very cool, yeah. Yeah, and well, can we talk about the Maoris, the indigenous people from New Zealand for a second? Because, oh, I mean, I have to tell you a secret, and I hope it won't sound <laughs> offensive or anything, but when we first met, and this was in September 2016, <laughs> which is right after summer, so you were like, Quite beautifully tanned. tanned. Yeah. Yeah. And your parents are your parents are from Hong Kong, so you have like Asian facial features. So when mm-hmm. I saw you and you told me that you were from New Zealand, in my head I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> she is a Maori. Have you heard this before or I am I the only stu- stupid one? No, it's not the first time someone's asked me, so I do get quite tanned, okay. so I can imagine that with the accent and the tan, it gets confusing. Okay, cool. That I feel relieved, I guess. And do people speak Maori? Because I know it's one of your official languages. Yeah, so some people do, but I, I'd say it's not, I wouldn't say that many people speak it fluently, but um, I know there is a big push recently, since I've left New Zealand anyway, to kind of teach it and bring it back to life because, yeah, it's it's a language you want to keep alive. It's a bit sad that it's a, if one of our national languages isn't spoken widely. So I think I think more and more now it's become popular to learn. Do you know any words you could share with us? Uh, kia ora. It's kind of like, hello, What's... how are you? Uh-huh. Kai means food. Ka pai is kind of like, well done. So you know a few. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and then the haka dance, which is obviously a very impressive thing. How does it like do do boys learn it, or how does it work? Yeah, so there's actually so now don't quote me on this. This is gonna be shocking that I don't know it, but there's kind of different hakas for like I know lots of the boys schools in New Zealand have a have a specific haka for the school. Mm-hmm. Like there's school hakas, and then there's like hakas that the All Blacks do. So there's hakas kind of for different situations and I guess different groups so um yeah like if you went to a boys school you would have learned a haka for that school okay yeah and then the Maori tattoos the face like face tattoos that's a mm-hmm. real thing right it is a real thing now you're not going to see people now Pavlina I'm speaking from I'm I grew up in this in the big city so you probably wouldn't see people walking around with face tattoos um just around the city center <laughs> But of course, yeah. But in kind of, I guess, areas in New Zealand where there's a higher concentration of Maori, um, Maori population, you might see people with um with face tattoos, I guess. But it's not something I came across a lot, anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah. And well, if we go back to the New Zealand English, because you have <laughs> a New Zealand accent, what are mm-hmm. some common words we wouldn't really hear anywhere else? Um, what would we say? We would probably say, we say sweet a lot or, um, it's funny because I, I feel like I've been out of New Zealand for so long that I kind of lost my accent a bit. And I know uh, this is a tough question to just like <laughs> ask on, on the spot. I also think like if I was chatting to another Kiwi person, I'd really have a str- way stronger accent than I do now. Um, yeah. we say sweet as, that's a very Kiwi say, sweet as. What does it mean? Sweet as, so like, just kind of cool like or like mm-hmm. okay yeah sweet as apparently we use the term bugger a lot so if something goes wrong you go oh bugger um chur. <laughs> some of these are quite embarrassing chur so <laughs> instead, of, instead of saying cheers it's kind of like chur <laughs> now mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't be going around new zealand saying chur all the time if it only be like amongst friends Okay. <laughs> right. Or um, one that's actually quite good is chocker. So, mm-hmm. so it means full. So, have you had enough to eat? Yeah, yeah I'm chocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm chocker. I'm chocker. Mm-hmm. These are hilarious. Ah, These are very, 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 very colloquial. So, if I go, I don't know, in the UK, and I say this, people will be like, "What?" Yeah, they'll be like, "What are you saying? You sound like an idiot." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, another thing that I found super impressive about New Zealand is that in 1893, New Zealand was the first country that gave women right to vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Why do you think that it's the place that started the whole movement? I think, A, because we're a small country, I guess it's, again, I don't know, I guess it's just New Zealand's kind of always known to be quite relaxed and quite laid back and quite open to views like that. And maybe because it was a small country, it was easier to make big changes versus, you know, say if you had a a population of twice the size of New Zealand, you know, a lot more people have to agree to it to make a change. But I don't know. I that's I couldn't really. (laughs) Sorry. Terrible time for coughing. Um, (laughs) I couldn't really tell you why, but it's it's something that New Zealand is very proud of. Yeah, that's very cool. And... Could you give us names of some like famous Kiwis that we should know about? Yep. Um, so Edmund Hillary, he was the first guy to climb Mount Everest. Ernest Rutherford, I think he split the atom. Now you'll have to Google that because I'm not totally sure. He is famous. <laughs> he is a famous scientist. Let's just keep famous scientists. <laughs> um, uh, more kind of recently, I guess Lord. She's a musician, a singer. Yeah, she sings that song Royals that she got quite famous for. Um, Anna Paquin, actress. Sam Neill, also an actor, the guy from Jurassic Park. Peter Jackson, I guess Ta- he's a he's a classic one. And then Taika. YTT. Oh yeah, Taika Waititi, of course. Okay, well, and do you think do you is there any Kiwi? Sorry, I just love saying Kiwi. Like, I might be overusing it, <laughs> but I just wanted to ask if there's any Kiwi that we should follow on social media. You think? I follow Taika Waititi on Instagram. He's quite funny. Yeah, not really sure. You should, if you like Taika Waititi, you should watch, or your listeners should watch. Um, Fly the Concords and also 
What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows is a film and a TV series, but it's by Taika Waititi and it's very funny. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And, well, and now, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seems to me that people from New Zealand are very chilled and relaxed and, you know, cool about life in general in a good way, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it, would you say that this is, you know, part of your DNA? Yeah, I think so. It's It's funny because, like, people always tell you this when you're a Kiwi out of New Zealand. They're like, oh, New Zealanders, you know, they're all really relaxed and chill. Whereas when you're in New Zealand, maybe you don't realize it as much. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe because we're surrounded by water. Hard to be too stressed out by water. Um, and maybe and beach. And beach, exactly. And we have pretty good weather. So maybe just we like to just and chill, good chill wine. That and good wine. Very good wine. already mentioned. Exactly. Very good wine. That's amazing. And now... Just for a good old laugh, can you tell us sto- your story about, you know, the, the ham in Prague? Because <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, Heidi, Pro- Heidi went to Prague with her friend a couple of years, couple of years back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so me and my friend Kate went to Prague just for like a long weekend because um, we were living in London at the time. So we wanted to just go do city breaks to make the most of being in Europe. That's a very New Zealand thing, kind of doing traveling loads because New Zealand's so far away from everything. Anyway, um, we were in Prague for the weekend, and is it in the main square or something? There's kind of like market stall set up. Um, yeah, it's Staromietzka Namieski. Yeah, like, and we, you know, it was popular, so we we're like, oh, let's look around and get some like local foods. Um, which obviously, like, that place is set up for tourists, but I was like, we're like, we're such locals. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw, we saw this like like there's lots of people queuing up for this like ham so we're like oh let's try that out um and all the signs are in check so we're like oh like had no idea what it cost anyway we thought oh gosh let me remember this now. i think we saw the sign and we thought it was like five euros or something like oh that's pretty cheap like we're like okay can we get one like we just like didn't know what we ordered we're like can we get one of these and the guy cuts off a piece of ham and then asked for like it was extortionate. It was like something like 30 euros or something. And we we're like, what? No, we only asked for one. He's like, it's five euros per kg. And he'd obviously cut us this massive chunk of ham. And we're like, we don't want, we don't want this much ham. Like, we just wanted to taste it. So we ended up like paying 30 euros for this chunk of ham. And there's just the two of us, so we couldn't finish it. So we, we gave some to like a homeless man and then carried the rest of it in a plastic bag for the rest of the day with us. While we were sightseeing around Prague, because <laughs> we didn't want to waste it. <laughs> so we, a, yeah. we had a bag of ham with us all day in our bags. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing now, this like ham scam. But <laughs> it's just so hilarious it that totally you had to walk scared. around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ham was nice, but it was, you know, it was very expensive. We were like, what? And we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't return it because he cut it off. Oh, God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I think we could be sitting here for hours and hours yeah. and there would still be something to say. But one last question I actually wanted to ask because you just mentioned it. The What you normally do, like people from New Zealand, young people from New Zealand, is that after university, you go and you kind of like travel the world, right? Or yeah. you go and work someplace like somewhere else 
Yeah. Would you know the phrase, the big OE? Mm, no. no. So that's a big thing in New Zealand. So you go on your big OE and OE stands for overseas experience. So it's kind of like a, a rite of passage. Like everyone kind of grows up thinking they'll do a big OE at one stage in their life. Um, and it often happens that people either go straight after high school. So a lot of people go and um, work at, it's, they call it a gap year. So they go and work. You can work at schools, you can work at camps, stuff like that for a year. Or lots of people do what I do is um, go after, so I finished university and then I worked for a couple of years and saved money. And then I took a full year off traveling. So you'd meet a lot of Kiwis that do the same thing, like work for a couple of years, save up money and go traveling for a long period of time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just kind of like, a, it's almost, it is a rite of passage. Everyone kind of does a big OE at some stage in their life. And do you think it's because New Zealand is kind of like secluded from, you know, you're just there in the middle of the ocean. Australia is really far. Yeah, and definitely. It's still, the, it's still the closest country. Yeah, Australia. I mean, Australia's not that far. You can get to Sydney in about two and a half hours, I think, from Auckland. But yeah, by plane. By, by plane, plane, though. By plane, yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't get anywhere by, by, by car. <laughs> but you can, um, yeah, so that's I, the reason why is because because we are so far away and like, I guess flights aren't cheap. People will save up so they can go overseas for a long, long time. So you'd get people going on for at least a couple of months, if not a, like, you know, close to a year like I did. Um, and because like that's why you if you ever go to London and you see Kiwis there, they're always traveling because I saw many. Yeah. Being able to go somewhere and be in a different country in an hour is a complete novelty. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It's been great fun. And we'll see you soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully soon when COVID goes away. And thank you so much to you as well, dear listeners. I really hope that you've had at least a bit of fun, that you've maybe learned something today, hopefully. And well, I hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye.